Hello, hello, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Christina McCory, and I am your host and the founder of Believing Mothers. And I am on a great mission to encourage single mothers to rediscover the maternal role, reassume our duty to be the nurturers and instructors for our children. And though it's a tough duty, it is a blessing and privilege. So I am here to encourage us single mothers to embrace the joy of motherhood. And I do this by simply sharing my experience and my journey as a single mother to a now teenage boy, Lord help me. (laughs) And I will be sharing the good, the bad, the struggles, the victories. And of course, I'll be sharing the lessons that I've learned and am continuing to learn along the way. So again, welcome to my podcast. I am so glad that you've come in to learn, to grow, and to be encouraged. Listen, if you would please do me a favor and follow my Instagram and Facebook pages, both are at Believing Mothers. If you could also share this, like it, share it with others, especially single mothers, of course, it would be greatly appreciated. So it has been a very long time since I recorded and published my uh, first episode. I I re-republished it yesterday because I had some issues with my account, but I recorded it originally in April. Yes, April. I, I recorded it and I published it in April. And this now it's June 25th and I'm just now recording my second episode. And can I just be honest and say how ashamed I was of it? I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. I said there is no way in the world that I can come back after being away for nearly three months. And as I thought on that day after day after day, you know, went by and all of this time, you know, no recording. And so I'm finally back and I can admit that this is what I was, you know, faced with. This is why I stayed away uh, for so long is because I was embarrassed and it came from what I've suffered from uh, for a great deal of my life, and that is people-pleasing. People-pleasing, fear of man, afraid of what others will, will think or not about me. And this is um, this was residue from what I mentioned in the last episode, and that is rejection. And before we go forward, I want to um, say this, just in case you have not Uh, heard the first episode, I encourage you to go back because I share, um, say I share my passion um, behind Believing Mothers. I share um, some other things that you would uh, want to hear. And also I say I encourage you to go back because I would love your feedback um, from the first episode And even if you do a comparison from the first and the second one, I would love for um, you to to give me that. So go back and listen to that first episode. So back to my story. 
I, on the previous episode, I ended with the discussion of rejection, what it is, and how as a result of me being rejected, the next step that I did was I went into isolation. I felt like that was a way to keep me from the harshness that was hurled at me, the criticism, the mocking, the bullying, the things like that. Um, I went into isolation to, to hide myself. And in isolation, I became very, very angry. I became very angry with my family in particular, but even more specific, I was really angry and hurt um, by my parents um, because I never would have thought that going to my mom, um, I went more to my mom than my dad. My dad was very authoritative and I was very afraid of him. And, um, but for my mother who was, who was always nurturing, she would tell me, stop being a tattletale, you know, stop being a crybaby. And that is something that no child should ever be told because if something is emotionally distraught for a child, if something is, you know, causing them grief, it should never be pushed away. That is childhood emotional neglect. And when a child grows up and those things have yet to be dealt with, it's not, you know, we have that saying, especially in the black community, oh, just sweep it under the rug. And it's like, no, it's still there. <laughs> it's just under the rug. And guess what? When somebody trips over it, that thing is going to act a fool, you know, because it was never dealt with. And so this is no shade to my mother, father, my family at all, because I understand now as an adult, they did the best that they knew how. Of course, they did not, you know, methodically plan my emotional demise, you know, um, throughout my life. They didn't know that what they were doing was going to hurt or harm me. They did what they knew um, based upon the experiences that they have had. And so I this this is, again, no shade to them. But as a little girl, I was so damaged by it. And so in isolation, I grew very hard-hearted. I grew very angry. I grew very rebellious. And I hate that. Um, but that is what happened in isolation. But also what came about in isolation through the pain, through the tormenting, thoughts and, you know, words and opinions and memories of what um, hard things I went through. In addition to that, I, well, first I started to have self, self-doubt and I started to, of course, question myself because, you know, everything that was said to me was contrary to what I thought and I believed about myself. I believed that I was a beautiful little girl. I believed that I can sing any song that I wanted to sing. I believed that I can dance. I believed that my questions that I have, because I was very inquisitive, were genuine questions because I've always had a care for people. I've always just loved, people were very fascinating to me and I love to help people. And and after hearing the rejection that I heard, I thought that everything that I knew about me and everything that I said, thought, did was just all wrong. And so I started to have a lot of, uh, of I'm sorry, I started to have a lot of negative self-talk and I started to talk, you know, down about myself, critique my looks, critique what I thought 
um, the work that I did do or what I did not, or what I was afraid of doing. I, you know, I just began to speak and think really bad about myself. And I was very, very afraid to use my voice. Because I was told to shut up all the time. You talk too much. You ask too many questions. So I didn't use my voice and I just went away. And again, it was so much emotional pain um, because I was only nine when I started to isolate myself. And it was really hard for me because, again, I loved to be around people. I hated the thought of being alone. And so in this isolation I said it already that anger was birthed, but also what was birthed was lust, lust, a a desire, a craving, because for one, nobody is meant to be alone, right? And being, forcing myself to do something so inhumane as being alone, it created a desperation, that's what lust is. It's a longing. It's a desperation. It's a it's a um, a craving, a desire. So I began to desire even more of what I was the the um, the necessity that I needed, which was companionship, which was relationship and closeness. I hungered attention. I craved it. I I was itching for it. But before I go forward, I want to mention this. Uh, passage of scripture here ecclesiastes 4 9 through um 12 i believe or 9 through yes 12 it says that two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed if one person falls the other can reach out and help but someone who falls alone is in real trouble right i didn't physically fall but the fall was all of these negative words were in my mind. I had fell into the pit of self, uh, self-doubt, which is, you know, that's, that's a pit because nobody is, nobody, you know, is born just doubting themselves unless it was something that they inherited naturally, you know, through the bloodline. But I wasn't like that before. And so I fell into the pit of negative self-talk. I fell into the pit of self-rejection and hating myself. So again, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. So I was in trouble. Then it also says, likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. If someone was near me, then I would have not fell into those words. I would have been comforted by the words of, you know, someone who was looking out for me, someone who was there for me to tell me, no, that's not you. What what are you talking about? Where is this coming from? And then it also says, but how can one be warm alone? How can one be comforted alone? And was that not true in my, you know, as I'm talking, is that not true in my story? Is that not seen? I was not comforted. I was tormented. And then lastly, verse 12, it says a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. There are people who can see your blind spots when you are in a company of people. But when you're alone, you're just left to be defeated. And I was defeated as a little girl because no child can manage their emotions, right? 
we know as a, as adults how challenging it is to manage our emotions. So a child who has no experience on how to handle their emotions, how to manage them, you know, it definitely is defeated. Definitely it can be overtaken and overwhelmed by emotions. And even as I'm talking now, my, my heart breaks for uh, those children that I've heard in, in the past, even taking their own lives because of the bullying that was done to them. It, it, it no, we can't, we cannot allow this to be when our children needs us, we need to be there for them. We have to be there for them. We cannot neglect our children's emotions because of whatever it is that we're dealing with, which is why I am here and so adamant and passionate again about mothers. You know, I spoke about it in the first episode, but this season I want to really talk about identity because it's when we are in our true identity that we can pour out into our children well. But we can't know our true identity if we still have impediments if we still have you know um emotional grief and things that we've yet to deal with from our childhood our past you know if we have not dealt with that if we think that oh I just I'm just gonna ignore it I forgot about it and think that it's done no no I'm a living witness that is a lie you have to deal with that thing head on you and then once you confront it you have to put a plan in place and a strategy and a solution in place because it will try to rear its ugly head. We know that history loves to repeat itself. So that, again, is a passion uh, you know, of mine and why I am here to encourage mothers to believe and believe the truth and not the lie. Address the lie and, and take on what is true, right? And so because I have put my faith in man... I entrapped myself. I ensnared myself. There's a scripture, Proverbs 29, 25, I want to give you. The fear of man brings a snare. Again, a snare It's a trap. It's a pit. It entangles you. You can't move. You're under the control. Like I was literally under the control of man. I was, you're not free being a people pleaser, being one who performs, being one who you know, walks into a room and try to perceive what the room demands or needs and then trying to fulfill that. No, that is, that's, that's bondage. That's what I was in, bondage. And I didn't know how self-sabotaging that was. I didn't know that, I didn't know the, the ruin, the damage that it would cause and bring to my life I didn't know, I didn't even think about my reputation, my credibility. I didn't think about the relationships that would be ruined because all I could think about was my emotional need. It was very sickening. It was very perverse. Again, it's a it's such a sick thing to be entra- entrapped in and ensnared in. And I dealt with this from my childhood my adolescent years, early adulthood, all the way into my motherhood. My identity was wrapped in that. The thoughts and the opinions of man. So, if it did all of that damage to me, 
from all of my life all the way up into motherhood. What do y'all think that I was able to pour out? What do y'all think I'm going next with this? So on next week episode, I will talk with you about how those issues, those unresolved issues from my childhood, how they affected me as a mother, what that meant for my child. I hope that you would come back and listen in. Also, go to my Facebook, my Instagram pages, like, share, share this with other mothers. Of course, it would be greatly appreciated. I will send, um, not send, excuse me, I will place into the episode description the link so that you can leave either a voice message or you can simply respond on Instagram and Facebook, leaving your feedback, or you can also email me any questions or concerns that you have to Believing Mothers LLC at gmail.com. Again, that's Believing Mothers with an S LLC at gmail.com. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you were able to even identify some issues that you would want to address. If it's people pleasing, reach out and have someone to help you to walk this out. Okay. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for listening. And I hope that you enjoy the rest of your evening. Until next time, believe.